Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Created Economy. It's a weekly interview series where my co-host, Greg, and I chat with the players of, with, around the creator economy at large and discuss the key topics to impacting the growth of the industry. We normally push post our episodes live on Wednesdays. Uh, you can find out more about it on our website on createdeconomy.com. That's where we'll post uh, recaps and highlights. Uh, we also will be sharing this on YouTube. And recently, we are syndicating this to as an audio podcast. So you can find out more on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google, Amazon Audible, CastBox, and Stitcher. Whew, that's a lot. All right. And while you're there, be sure to follow us everywhere on social media. We are Created Economy on Twitter. We are Created Economy on YouTube. That's where you find all of our complete archive. And for all the news that we're curating around the creator economy space, check it out on Flipboard at flipboard.com slash, you guessed it, created economy. All right. Without further ado, let's bring on my co-host. Hey, Greg. I don't even know half the services you mentioned in Alice. So <laughs> that's all you need. All you need to know is that you can you can listen to the show on your favorite podcast app. That's right. Anywhere so. you want. I think that's all good. those uploaded, Ken. I, have to do <laughs> I feel like you're taking advantage of me. I'm not exactly sure, but I, I like to think of it as division of labor. You know, you math, can't divide by zero, so I'll give you most of it. <laughs> I know I'm bad at math, but I feel that something's off here. But, I, you know, anyways, uh, without further ado, why don't we bring on our guest mm -hmm. at this time? I, and before we, but I want to give a bit of an introduction because I, I really admire this person. Uh, I consider her a friend. Um, she is, she formerly led, uh, marketing at Facebook before it was called meta. She is the editor in chief of dot complicated, which is a digital lifestyle, uh, website. She is a founder and CEO of Zuckerberg media, which has produced amazing shows and digital content for organizations such as the Clinton global initiative, Cirque du Soleil, amazing show, by the way, amazing group the UN, Condé Nast, and Bravo. She is the host of a serious XM show called Randy Zuckerberg Means Business, so I kind of gave away who the guest is. Um, she is a Tony Award-winning producer, which I'm absolutely uh, fascinated about, uh, specifically 2019 Best New Musical for Hadestown. Uh, so, and she is a NFT Web3 enthusiast. She's an investor, startup investor, and everyone, let's give a warning. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. She's not scared to make a music video. Oh, this is also true. This is also true. She's an amazing singer, too. But anyways, <laughs> but before and, and beyond all the platitudes that we're just heaping on her right now, let's bring her on and waste no time in talking about the Web3 space. Everyone, welcome Randy Zuckerberg. I feel, like, I feel like I need to rock out a little bit now. Thank you. That was such a fun introduction. I appreciate you. I'll give you sound effects too. <laughs> uh, I love it. Thank you both so much. What a what a pleasure to be here chatting with you today. Oh, it's 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 our pleasure to have you. Uh, and I think the you've done so many things in in your time, and I'm curious how you got to your focus on web three and and we have a lot more to talk about your your hug accelerator all the other stuff they're doing with nfts but you've kind of been through the technology landscape and i'm curious how you see this intersection between tech media and lifestyle 
and what what is what is the fascination with Web three? It's a great question. And, uh, you know, for anyone out there who feels like they're on like a third or fourth chapter of their career, that's that's where I am in my life. And I feel like this is finally the chapter that makes sense. And I know, Ken, you and I have known each other for a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you can tell me if this description of myself is accurate, but I've always described myself as having an entrepreneurial brain and an artist heart. And um, what that means is that I've always loved both of those worlds, but never really fit into either in like the perfect cookie cutter way. I was always a little too artsy for the tech world. They didn't quite understand like, why is this woman singing? Why does she want to like go be on Broadway? And then uh, the arts community, I was always a little too techie and business minded for them. They were like, well, if you were a real artist, you wouldn't need to like go have a job in Silicon Valley. So uh, I never really fit into either of those worlds. And I resigned myself to that. I was like, all right, I'm just going to have these two separate lives. And then along came Web3, which is this perfect blend of tech and the arts coming together with arts driving technological innovation. And suddenly it was as if 20 years of my career finally made sense. Wow. And, and I, I was as I'm doing research on all the stuff that you've done, you I mean, primarily we can talk about your hug uh, project that you that you have that's uh, launching. Uh, we'll talk about more about that in a little bit. But you've also had your hand in a bunch of different NFT projects. And I, I agree with that your description in terms of the, that blend between artistry and technology works together. And you see that in everything that you've that you've done, both in. Uh, at, while at while at Facebook, um, and also as a producer, and just in general with with Zuckerberg Media, and it's obviously it's like oh it's not that far of a stretch to see you do that now with NFTs because this is a new form of artistry and uh, you know and it's, it's digital art it's opening up a lot more opportunities for for people and for, not only for startups and and entrepreneurs but also creative minds as well. Um, but I'm I want to know like. Can you give us a little bit of, of a catalog of a library of all the projects that you're working on right now that are associated with NFTs? I mean, we have Hug, <laughs> my um, BFF with Brit. There's yes. one with, uh, around K-pop. Is that correct? Yes, I'm advising uh, Meta Angels, which is a, a a lending program with NFTs. So there's, I mean, there's so so many. And then our Hug Incubator has about twenty. NFT projects that are going through it right now that we're advising. So it's it's a lot. But um, but Ken, even going back to just the name of this podcast and why I was so excited to come on it is I know I've spent the last 20 years trying to give creators a direct platform to their customers. I mean, that that was at the core of why um, I how I came up with Facebook Live, which was like my baby inside Facebook, was a way to let creators go direct to their audience for the first time. It's like everything that I've done on Broadway. And so um, when I first got into the NFT world, that was really the light bulb moment. I was like, oh, this is an awesome way for women, for diverse founders and artists to just go direct to their community. No middlemen, no like begging VCs, like, like let's just go straight to the source of, of the money and, and the community. So that's, I think, why I was so excited about it. When I first started in the space, I, uh, I thought I was coming in as a collector 
just, uh, I love art. I love collecting art. Um, and I soon found myself as like the mama bear to a lot of these emerging artists. Like I, I was just taking all of these founders under my wing because I saw people making kind of the same mistakes that I had made on the front lines of web two. And I was like, no, let me take you under my wing and like, let's do this together. Um, and uh, it got to the point where in January, I think I looked at my portfolio and I was advising about 20 different companies and it was not sustainable. And so that's when I created a, a formal incubator uh, to actually put the NFT projects through. Cool. Uh, Greg, I know you have a bunch of questions for Randy. Why don't you, why don't you uh, ask some there? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Randy, it's a pleasure to meet you. And uh, I, I have four hugs. Uh, I paired up my space hug uh, on the first day when I was like, you need to pair these up. I was like, all right, I'm, I like the space one the most. Um, but a good, That's a good pair to have because it means you're on, like, you're, yeah, you're on the press core uh, for, for the for Small little anecdote. Uh, you know, Alex um, from Meta Angels, she and I were in the same YC batch ages ago um, for the Muse. And so I also have... Uh, three or four angels. I, they're all loaned out. So I don't, I don't actually remember. Anymore. Love that um, question. <laughs> um, but you know, you, you mentioned something about the creator economy and I think I really love that um, creators are sort of getting an opportunity sort of in web three and it's finding new ways for us to test what creation means. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, um, but one of the things as someone who's worked in a creator economy for many years now is that I find um a lot of creators have a challenge with sort of like this on-ramp, right? As you were describing and why they sort so many people need advice. And so, you know, I think creators have both an opportunity to sort of build a community and of course, I think to build utility and some, for many creators, this is actually a new skill set, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because community, like it's one thing to have an audience and many, many people have an audience, but like actually having community is like very, very different than having just like yeah. a, a set of people. And so I guess I was curious, like, what have you, you know, it's a lot of hard work. What have you found kind of the most challenging, I guess, like as you're helping people now foster community or utility as you were doing even at Hug on your own as well. And then if there was anything surprising that you thought maybe was easier than you thought or, or, or something about like the space in general. Totally. I think that's such a great, great question. And I have, I, we could talk about this for hours, but oh, yeah. I think the, the way I like to equate it is that uh, launching an NFT collection is like writing a book. The actual book writing is the easy part. Like anyone can write the book, but uh, you're only going to be successful with your book if you can market it, if you can get other people excited about it, if you can get press to cover it. You know, there, there's a lot of work. The hard part happens after you've written it. Um, and it's the same thing with the NFT world. And what I, what I have been seeing is there are a lot of really passionate artists and founders out there who put their NFT collection out there thinking that was the hard work. And then they're kind of like, ooh, now what do I do? Um, and so what we coach people is just like you said, uh, you actually want to start with the community before you create the art so that when you actually drop your NFT collection, you already have spent all that time building a passionate community that's excited about it, that's rallying around you, that's ready for you know your book release, if you will. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, Ken, I, I know you had some questions while we'll take turns. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I just wanna share with everyone, this is actually the what, what Randy's been talking about with Hug. This is her her newest her her newest initiative that she's been talking about. 
Um, and we can certainly dive in, and I definitely want to dive into this, but I want to kind of put this out on the screen so everyone can see what's going on. So Hug, what I find fascinating is this is the epitome of, of Randy in, 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 a, in a single thing. Because this is, as, she's, as, we ta- as we've heard, right? And this is not me. I don't get paid for this. Um, but as, as somebody who's followed her career, this is who she is. She, she follow, she's all about technology. She's clearly about all about artistry and creativity. And she's all about inclusion, right? And bringing more people to the table. And this is it, the, the word hug, the, just the naming, just is, it feels like it's inviting. And it's not just a space where you build it and, you know, they will come. It's not a field of dreams type of type of space. Uh, and we've always been saying that the Web3 is just wild west type of a, of a vibe, especially in the creator economy. And people might feel reluctant to say, oh, I need help with something. So where do I go? Where do I, how do I feel supported? You know, I go into the Discord, into this Discord and maybe get scammed or whatever. And this is probably a, a place to, to start. So Randy, why don't we kind of give a high level overview about why did you create Hug? I mean, beyond what I just told, is that told everybody. Wait, how did you pick the name? Because the name is wonderful. Thank you. And I, you know, I really picked the name because there's so much about the crypto and Web3 world is really intimidating. Um, even when I was first getting into the space, I would sit, sit on panels or be on podcasts where I felt like I knew less after the hour than I did when I started because like there were so many vocabulary words thrown out. I just left feeling so confused and intimidated. And um, I just, I I didn't want other newcomers in the space to feel that way. So the first thing was we wanted to create a brand. And I say we, because I have an amazing co-founder named Debbie Soon, who's just uh, an incredible uh, partner on this project. Um, So the first thing was like, we just want a brand that makes people feel like they're getting embraced in the space, that they can ask any question there. It's going to be a friendly community. Um, and so Hug really spoke to us. We also, you know, I'm a cheesy person, as you can see from the music videos I put out and my content and Hug is great for puns. So we we really love a good pun and our um, our incubator is called Group Hug. Our we, our early stage program is Hedge Hug. Like we just we we embrace the silliness. Um, but what I like to say actually is that Hug is the friendliest second stop on someone's crypto journey. Um, and I say that because there are actually a lot of educational tools out there for brand newcomers. Like if you want to learn what is an NFT and how do you set up your wallet? Like there's actually a lot of great content out there, but where, where there isn't great content is once you get to that point, then all that's really available to you are these like super broy alpha groups or like you don't, or you're, you know, you've gone on the ramp but then the highway is moving so fast, you have no idea which lane to get into. And so um, I call the hug the friendliest second stop in your crypto journey because we're for people who have already decided they're curious about Web3, but now they're figuring out where did they fit into the landscape? Are they a founder? Are they creating their own NFT collection? Are they an investor? Are they a curator? Um, so they come to our community to kind of learn who they are in the space and, and really go deeper there. You have the, let's talk specifically about the accelerator, right? I mean, that is the, that's the group hug one, right? And, and so that's a, what is a one-year program with a six-week curriculum? What is the, 
what is the goal of that? Like uh, this, your first class, your application. It sounds exactly like Web three, like one year <laughs> and six weeks. <laughs> exactly. It's all, tied so, together. it's all tied together. It's all all tied together. There, Web three does move fast, so I imagine that these businesses will have gone through eighteen pivots over the course of a year. But um, Group Hug is for NFT collections that already minted, so they're already out there. Except they're they're now facing that now what. Now, what do we do? Like, okay, so we put an NFT collection out there. Like, oh, crap, we now have 10,000 people that own our NFT and we have no idea what to do with this community or where to go from here. So that's Group Hug. And so we were working with these kind of successful NFT creators on how to really build something for the long term and how to transition from just an NFT collection to a business. Um, our hedgehog program, which is more early stages for people who are like, I want to launch an NFT collection, but I have no idea how to start. I don't have an artist. I don't have a developer. And so we'll actually handhold you through that process of, of creating and launching a collection. Something that, I'm, oh, go ahead, Greg. Oh, no, I was going to say it's, um, I, I, today I tweeted out after uh, someone else mentioned it. Apparently we can nominate folks for the um, hedgehog yeah. Yes, if you have if you have the hedge hug uh, yeah. either side of the the hug, you can nominate someone for a hedge hug, and same with our our air hug, you can nominate an artist in residence or. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it, it is all very clever. Like, and I, I will say, just my observation as someone you know participating in it, 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 there's so much more thought that went into it than like. My, the name, like, you know, uh, sort of lies sort of the complexity underneath it. Thank you. It's, um, we definitely, you know, approach this differently than a lot of other projects, which, you know, for good or for bad, we're learning a lot. Um, for example, we did a closed mint. So um, it wasn't open to the general public. People had to apply to get into our mint so that we could make sure that the the right people were coming into the community. And also we gave away half our NFTs for free um, just because, uh, you know, if you are trying to build the inclusiverse, it's important to not price people out. And there are a lot of people out there who want to learn about Web3, but don't necessarily have $300 in their wallet to mint an NFT. And we wanted to make sure that they were not uh, being priced out of learning. Um, because I think even if you don't have money to spend in Web3, it's important to get in there and learn because these are the careers of the future. So um, so that was sort of our our very different strategy that we took yeah. that's been, been interesting and exciting. We're in such a busy sorry, time now, right? No, sorry, I was going to say, like with Moonbirds did one approach, <laughs> you all had a very different approach. BFF did theirs, and it was also another very interesting. I bought a bracelet over the weekend, literally, so awesome. I could get into the raffle, which I luckily won, so I could mint, right? Like, but yeah, there, there's a lot of innovation happening, I guess, in the ways and the approaches. I actually have a question for you, I guess, Randy, though, but the space is getting very busy. Right. And there's a lot, you know, a lot of noise now. Um, are you feeling like we're landing at a place where like the only way to succeed is going to be like with a launch pad accelerator model? Because, you know, it, Meta Angels has their own accelerator that's just coming out now. My guess is EFF will have variations, uh, you know, mm -hmm. things along these lines as well. That, I think they're all great efforts. Like, but doing it on your own seems really challenging. 
Um, yeah. and, like, this is the model for success for the future. I think you're right. I mean, listen, there will always be collections that are breakout hits that didn't need that help, but you know, it's, it's like launching a new podcast today, you know, like six years ago, you could have launched a podcast on anything and just having a podcast would probably have guaranteed you some level of success today. Like you really gotta have, you know, big names in the industry. You have, you know, you need a lot of oomph. And I think the same thing is happening with the NFT market, except much more accelerated. Like you said, the timelines are faster. Um, in November, you know, of 2021, it would have been enough just to be a woman and launch an NFT collection would have been enough to stand out. Wouldn't have even mattered what your art was. You would have gotten attention for that. But uh, now in spring 2022, that's not enough. There are thousands of women-led NFT collections out there. That's not enough to stand out anymore. And so um, I think we are starting to see, you know, on, on the negative side of that, it's harder to, to stand out. On the positive side, we're starting to see these really creative ideas, experienced teams, and you know, NFT collections that are giving real utility to members are, are really starting to rise. It feels like the space has matured and graduated a bit. So I'm, I'm fascinated to know, I mean, right now, you Hug and everything that you're doing is, I think, on the surface, focused on getting these collections out into the world. Yeah. Have you thought of, in terms of what happens afterwards? I mean, it, right? You, it's um, are you are you helping these uh, artists, these I guess creators, practice the same methodology that you're doing? Because as you look mm -hmm. at what you've what you've done with uh, with with the hug NFT, how it unlocked you know all these different areas, is that kind of what you're t teaching uh, these creators to do as well? Like, what is what is yeah. there beyond? What is the value of an NFT beyond the art itself? Totally. Well, I mean, even just there's a project that our entire community has been working on behind the scenes. Where call it like a TripAdvisor or IMDb for NFTs. So when someone comes into the Hug community, we're like, welcome. Here's ten NFT collections to review, um, and everyone who's in our community is is helping to review collections do research on them and so we actually were putting together this database that we're calling the hug hub that's going to be open to the whole community um, uh, where you can sort and look for nft collections by you know woman-led black-led lgbtqia-led or by the social cause they support every project uh, is seen by 30 eyes 30 curators review each project in our community. And because I think, you know, the number one problem that people have in this space, if they're creating a collection is discoverability. If you are not in the top 50 projects on OpenSea, you are invisible basically in this space. Um, and so we're, I think that's the biggest value that Hug can give back to the community is helping all of these amazing projects uh, be a bit more discoverable and having them vetted by, you know, people that, that are trusted in the community. But do you look beyond, do you help them look beyond just that, the artwork itself and yes. say, Hey, this is what like, you could do with this. Unlock totally. this. Totally. And in fact, like the reviews on the site really um, 
acknowledge if there's extra utility or not in a project. And so I think hopefully it will, you know, we, we coach creators and artists on what to do, but I think also uh, this will be a really clear way to see what exactly people are searching for, what they want from NFT collections and uh, will hopefully inspire people to, to add a little bit more to theirs or to uh, bring on more diverse teams and hires. Yeah. I, I actually have, Double double click on the utility concept that, you know, I'm, we have another show on Tuesdays where we specifically talk about Web3 projects and interview. Mm -hmm. Actually, we only interview female and underrepresented founders on the show. Yes, uh, love it. I actually, I own about 30 or 40 of those projects at this point. So, <laughs> so we're just going through the, the list of everything I've bought so far. Um, well, come, come in our database and help us review. I, I will. I will I, you know, the funny thing was um, I had never connected to Discord until this morning when someone was like, can I have one of the hugs? And I was like, I'm not sure how it works, actually. Let me log in and I finally connected. Um, yes. but, so then you, yeah, then you can come help us review. I will, I will absolutely help. Um, <laughs> one of the things I found, um, Randy, that um, a lot of artists in particular didn't, and, and it's not just artists, by the way, but they couldn't imagine what utility meant. Um, right. Like, like in interviewing and speaking with, um, creative uh, artists, like, especially like one-of-one artists that are sort of creators or getting into the MSP space. But I think in general, we're so early in all of this, that the toolkit still kind of evolving, right? Like right now it's just token gating. Like that's, that's it. Now you can imagine lots of interesting use cases there. Um, but I'm kind of curious, like, do you see like web three manifesting, into other places just to help others who might be trying to imagine utility maybe that they haven't thought about yet you know in other mediums right is it uh, i know yesterday you had your uh, inclusive the metaverse party um, yes which i missed um but i heard it was Gee, awesome you like really, you really gotta make more of your hug membership I, pass I, you know it was in the discord <laughs> but i wasn't in the discord yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had demo day for my accelerator just like two days ago, so I, I'm like still in recovery mode. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just teasing you, just teasing. No, for sure. For sure. I, I want to take more advantage of it, but you're absolutely right. Like, you know, you, you're doing amazing work in the metaverse. Um, uh, there's maybe some meetup groups. I think I heard were going on. There's IRL stuff, digital. I'm kind of curious, like, what, what excites you about like the new places to take Web three and new ways or other ways to inspire people to think about utility beyond like just token gating things. Totally. I think that's a great, uh, a really great question. And I think, you know, we're, we're just at the beginning, like you said, of what we're going to see. So all of us who think we're being so creative and so smart right now, we're going to look back on this in five years and it's going to be, you know, it's, it's like when um, you couldn't SMS people unless they were on your same network. And so like SMS was useless. <laughs> like it's, we're going to look back in five years and be like, oh my gosh, we actually thought like that was a great idea. You're just lucky our audience is really old because no one would <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, like, I feel like, you know, when I try to explain to my kids that like kids, like your dad and I used to not be able to text each other, even though we both had mobile phones. Cause like he had AT&T and I had Verizon. They just like, look at me. Like I had like, like. Remember you said uh, it was long distance when you also called across. <laughs> disaster anyway so like that's where we are in web3 right now so we are making the most of what we have on the table but um there's going to be so much more that's unlocked 
as the tech improves, as the UI and, and UX improves. Um, but I know, you know, for example, a few things we're trying to do, and then I can give examples even from other collections that yeah. I'm not involved with that I like. So I'll, I'll start with I'll start with World of Women, which is a, a collection that I love. That Actually, I wait, before I've, you do that, can you tell us about your party from last night, though? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. So we had. Um, a lot of our community was talking about how they were interested in the metaverse, but didn't, had never been. And so we decided, uh, I launched um, a fun music video yesterday about uh, Ethereum and smart contracts, like basically trying to explain what smart contracts are in a two and a half minute music video. Um, and so we decided we were going to launch the video in the metaverse and we're going to teach our community how to how to do it. So um, we had several onboarding sessions in the days leading up to it where we had experts teaching people how to make their avatar and how to navigate to the gallery where the party was going to be. And then yesterday we had this just like raucous all day party in the metaverse. And I think we had hundreds of people from our community come through. We were displaying the art from all of our creators on the walls. And um, I think Where people- Where was it? Which platform? It was on Decentraland in the, the Crypto Valley Gallery. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, I had never even been to the metaverse before <laughs> doing that. So it was even I was learning, like my avatar was running straight into the wall for the first five <laughs> minutes. Like I couldn't figure out what to do. But um, it I, even I was blown away once I once I realized what was going on. And um, and I think what our our community then when I went back on our discord, everyone was like, that was so fun to learn a new skill together. Like it, it felt like so welcoming and no one was judging anyone for not knowing what they were doing. And so I feel like that's, that's an example of a utility that, you know, you're not like making money or getting something, but up leveling, you know, the fact that having a hug pass allows people to up level their skill sets. And now all of those hundreds of people can now say that they've been to the metaverse and can go teach someone else or help lead a metaverse strategy in their own workplace, I think is um, is is really a, a value that you can't put a number on. So I think we're going to see creative utility like that also, in addition to monetary utility. Mm. Cool. Oh, so you were, please more examples. I just wanted to make sure I. Oh no! I'm so I'm excited that you did that. Okay, so uh, we'll go back to really like two minutes of Cindy Lauper cover songs, and then at the end you just like put a definition of the smart contract on screen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that's exactly. It was actually it's set to um Sia's Titanium. Except oh, nice. it's like, I need a theorem, and it's like all about smart contracts. Oh, so nice. you know, um, and I have a blue wig. Uh, if you if you haven't figured out by now. I don't take myself seriously. <laughs> so like, sorry to anyone who that's like a big shocker. Well, um, I mean, like we've seen so many different uh, types of these. Like I think there was one where um, at a party in San Francisco where you were you were performing with a, a cover band, uh, many yeah. of ex-Facebookers uh, and, and a, a lot of Silicon Valley uh, folks uh, doing a cover of uh, what was it? Call, Call me, me maybe. Call me maybe, but fund me maybe because it was a VC party. See, Ken, you you knew me back when. Like I feel like I everyone in the crypto world is like, oh my God, why is this person making music videos? And I was like, no, I've literally been doing this for decades. Was not your I, I've seen the fun movie uh, as well. <laughs> I, have, I, actually, I actually have the video. I actually recorded the video. I was at that point. I have the video. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. The thing you don't know is that Dan and I have been friends for 13 years or something. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unlucky 13. So, yeah. So I was like, this is not new behavior for me, everyone. You just, you just, you're new to me, but like, <laughs> but I'm not new to me. Um, creativity opens up, helps lighten the, 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 the mood in terms of understanding web three and NFTs. Totally. Cause it's like super technical or, or very explanatory. You're like, I, I, this is, this is, I didn't sign up for a college textbook type of thing. Yes. Like I want to like help me understand this in, in a simple way so I can just say, oh, do I care about this? Do I not care about this? Why is this important? Is not important. Okay, move on with my day. So um, that, that's a- Part of the problem, Ken, is, is also like the old school people are like all protectionist about expanding the circle, which I find so yes. bizarre, right? And odd, but it's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it is, it's weird. To that point, they're like, they're like, crypto is going to change the world. But like, also, how is it going to change the world if you don't let the world in right. to be changed? <laughs> exactly. So like, it's, it's a very, like, those two concepts don't go hand in hand. And, um, you know, the other thing is not everyone can be working on crypto 24-7. Like, there's going to have to be people who do it as a hobby, who mm -hmm. NFT or crypto as a hobby. And if those people don't feel welcome because they're not real web three, then we have a problem and the space will never evolve. I mean, that's, that's just, that's basically ma the makeup of the creator economy, right? I mean, how, yeah. like we look at that signal fire report and what was it, what was it, Greg? Like there's like 50 million. Oh, now it's 200 million is the last, uh, with the link tree data. You remember you, you had oh, the, yeah. link tree, the link tree data, right. but how many of them are actually able to do it and make a living? Well, no, definitely yeah. not. Yeah. It's, it's very, very low. Possible. So. I did hear that joke that uh, I quit my nine to five to, to work nine to five a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel seen by that <laughs> in a big way. But it's right, no. no I couldn't. I'm sorry. You were going to mention World of War, World of Women, because I just to get one more example for folks, and then uh, we can continue. Our <laughs> yeah. No. But I love it. You're raising such great points, and you know that's why I make these music videos because I think. If people in our community see, you know, the, the founder of the community being silly and putting art out there and being fun, it, it really changes the mood of a community exactly. and it makes people feel comfortable to take risks with their own art and put themselves out there. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to, to stand in the front of the firing squad <laughs> on behalf of, of everyone behind me. But uh, um, so World of Women is an awesome, uh, one of like the OG women-led collections in the space. Um, they're out of the 10,000 pieces of art in their first collection, there are 20 that have little earrings with an artist palette on it. And if you have collected one of those, it, you get to basically be on the curator board of World of Women. So you basically get wow. to like help select all the artists they fund, the special projects that they do. Um, and that to me actually was the light bulb moment that made me understand utility because I sat there and I thought, okay, well, I'm on three nonprofit boards in my own time that I sit on and I, I donate money and I help. Um, but with this, I'm sort of like on the board of World of Women. But then when I'm ready to rotate off, I sell my NFT and I might actually like be on this board and then make money for doing so. And that was like 
a huge light bulb moment for me because I sat and I like thought about all those other boards that I'm on. And I was like, oh, well, when I get to the end of my three-year term, I just kind of like, do, 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 do. Like, I just kind of leave. And I don't have like an NFT to sell. I don't have any like value with the organization. And um, that made me think that 10 years from now, every organization that has a governing board will probably be run completely differently. I was just zooming into my space hug to see if there's anything hidden in it. <laughs> <laughs> I know we, we only have 22 pieces of art in our collection. So we, we didn't have place to, to hide that many things, but what? next, next collection, Greg. You know, I um, gallery, the gallery app. Uh, I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't tell if they were joking, but they issued like your employment as an NFT and Whoa. like you quit by selling. I, I don't know if it was a joke, but I actually believe they might've done it. Like so you actually like you you when you're ready to peace out from your job you just sell your NFT to someone but does then yeah, but what if you what if you like what if you sell it to like some like rando does that person then automatically work there Yeah yeah or what if you're wrong attack are you unemployed right like <laughs> yeah, I don't know I mean I feel like there's a lot of like utopian versions of, right. of stuff yeah. on Web3, like like DAOs. Like if we could talk, like take a non sequitur for a minute. I um, I love the utopian ideal of a DAO, of, of so many people getting a say. But let's be real, like anyone who's ever sat in a room with 20 people and tried to make a decision knows that that's like actually impossible to make a good decision when you don't have like a few people who are in charge. So I think there's a lot of utopian things about Web3 that will probably have to get scaled back to like Web 2.7 to, to be successful. You, that's a really great point. I'm really glad you made it actually, right? Because even with utility, right? Like, I feel like everyone's like, I have to add utility. You don't have to, right? No. Like, you, you don't have to do all of the things to be, uh, participate, to celebrate, to, you know, to grow inside the space. You can get to those things little by little. Absolutely. Like, I have beautiful paintings on my wall. I don't, like, expect when I walk past them that, like, they're going to, like, talk to me or throw money at me or do anything. Like, awesome if they do. Like, no, it's, it's, okay, it's okay to just, like, value the art. Um, uh, Harry, Potter. Harry Potter. I mean, the you, you're in, in Hogwarts. True. I mean... Fair yeah, point, fair point. We need Harry Potter does need to come into the space with art that like does does crazy things. But I mean, like I there is a lot of NFTs that I collect because the art is beautiful or because I want to support the the creator. Um not everything has to, you know, unlock the sun, moon, and sky. Yeah. And that's a that actually raises a that goes leads me to this question because I wanted to know as a for non- tech or non-web3 people how does should they be looking at nfts right is like for example between the two of us greg is certainly uh, a, a more of an avid collector of nfts than i am i only have one nft and it is uh it was a gift from a friend he knows i love corgi so he's like okay here's a crypto corgi i'm like great what do i do with it it's not right? a gift, Randy. don't don't send him any <laughs> I was like, I was like, we have, we have a pug, a pug hug, but it's actually like one of our most valuable ones. So I can't I send saw, it to you. <laughs> you had that. It was like, I'm like, oh my God, I went, but I'm like, uh, it's a little too much for me. But, but to, 
for 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 normals, <laughs> um, <laughs> for the average person, right? It is as they look at these type of things, it's like, oh, why do I want to buy this NFT? Why do I want to make this investment? Is there something like how should they be evaluating these NFTs? Should they be evaluating as a as they might with normal art? Well, I mean, sorry, with traditional art, with physical art, um, and saying like, oh, I like this style, or I like this the artists uh, or who they are, or or should there be some uh, additional value that is that it unlocks by owning this, such as you know what you're talking about with like, oh, I have a hug NFT, so therefore it unlocks this or a yeah. BFF or so on and so forth. Like how should people look at, you know, evaluating NFTs? It's a great question. And uh, I always recommend honestly that new people just spend some time in the space before they ever spend a dollar. You know, um, I was in the space just meeting people, looking around, like poking my head around different collections for months before I ever started collecting any NFTs myself. Um, it's really confusing when you first get into the space. It's easy to have FOMO and just buy things because everyone's talking about it or you feel you missed out on something. And uh, you tend to make very bad and very emotional purchases when you're doing things from FOMO. So I would say the best thing is just to spend time in the space, getting to know it and figuring out what community you really resonate with. Um, no matter, I guarantee no matter how weird and out there your interests are, there is a community that aligns with that in Web3 and is making art or is having discussions around that. So find that community that you love um, and then, you know, the art and the collecting will follow once you, you go down that path. And for me, I mean, I really, I also believe that our wallets are a form of activism. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was really important. You know, I, I probably have close to 400 NFTs right now and every single one was created by a woman. And I'm not saying that that's, you know, an investment strategy that everyone should do, but for me, I decided that my wallet is a way to have a voice and um, that my thesis was going to be around supporting women-led projects and women artists. So um, I think it's also really important to have a why for the space um, because even if the space goes to zero and who knows what's going to happen in the future, um, I still feel so happy about the art that I've collected and the artists that I've supported and having that why will really um, give you a lot more success in the space. How do you view, um, like, let's take from a startup. So you've, you've invested in a bunch of startups as well. Uh, you've had a show with a couple of our friends uh, making investments in, in startups, not in all, not all tech startups, but just startups in general. Yeah. So let's talk about entrepreneurs who are getting into the NFT space. If, if they are to approach you and say, hey, I want to make an investment or, or, or I, I'm looking for funding, what would you say helps stand out in your mind uh, for people to pitch investors at this point? Because as we talked about, the NFT space is so vast and yeah. it's like, how do you make heads or tails of it as, as an investor? Oh, it's a, these are these are great questions. And it's hard because, you know, we're so new in the space that, you know, uh, I feel like I used to be able to look into an entrepreneur's track record in Web 2. You can't really do that with Web 3. Um, 
So at least like at the first thing that I try to do is make sure that the person has a genuine interest in Web3. Like you would be shocked at the number of people that pitch me things that when I say like, great, send me a link to your wallet so I can see what you've collected, don't have a wallet or like haven't collected a single NFT. And like, that's a non-starter for me. If you're going to pitch a Web3, like pitch money to, to have a Web3 company, like at least have opened a crypto wallet. It's like a basic uh, starting point. So um, that, you know, you would be shocked at how many people that weeds out. But then I think the biggest thing is that uh, the biggest difference between a Web2 skill set and Web3 is that you have to be an excellent community manager to be a successful Web3 founder, because not only are you building a product in a company, but you also are like running customer service at the same time for that company. And if you don't have that willingness or that enthusiasm or that skill set to be a community leader, then uh, Web3 is probably the wrong industry for you to be starting a company in. Gotcha. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, and by the way, I'm on the same journey as you, Randy. I started <laughs> buying random things. I've got 150 now. Awesome. And, uh, I did make the switch to only buying like women-led projects, actually, uh, for the most part, um, unless a friend does one. Uh, but you know, people always ask me, by the way, and I, I will share this, you know, for for all of our listeners. They ask me like, why do you choose women-led projects? And I was like, well, most of the guys don't need my money, but more importantly, I have way more confidence that women will do what they say. <laughs> <laughs> they actually say they're going to do something. And I've been proven right over and over again. And I, I share the same philosophy, by the way. Um, I look at it as supporting the cause. I don't care about, like, I don't look at it from the return point of view, right? Like, you know, like I've gotten involved advising and mentoring other projects now as well. And it's because I want to see them successful, not because I want to return on my dollars, right? Oh. Um, like it's, like what $300, like, yes, like not everyone can do that, but it's a small thing to see like 10,000 other people succeed, right? Like, Absolutely. like so we have that opportunity, like you, you should strut it, I think as best as possible. Can I, can um, I ask what some of your favorites are that you've collected? I, so yeah, sure. But uh, Women Rise uh, was an early favorite of mine. I actually have my wife one for her first yeah. NFT for her birthday. Great one. Um, uh, I do love my hugs, by the way, I will say no bias. Um, I've, I've got, um, uh, I've been helping angel Alliance though, which I love. And they're trying to get more women into entrepreneurship. Uh, awesome. I work also with, uh, Rachel at X actually my questions from her. Um, and she's trying to work on compensation to make sure that, uh, underrepresented founders are fairly compensated. That's a tough one. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. yeah that's a good one. Um, the biggest ones I don't own that I would like to still own, though. Let's. How about that list? Um, yeah, the what the ones that got away. I like it. Ones that got away. I would still love a uh, "Were the Women," uh, "Women and Weapons," um, uh, "Boss Beauties." I think is is probably like the only oh. three of the three that I don't have. I yeah. actually so um, at Boss Beauties went through our group hug incubator. Um, oh, and, uh, we, so, and then we just helped them raise a, uh, a $4.4 million, uh, seed round in, from traditional investors. And then I'm, I'm joining their board through that round. So that's like, oh, that collection man. has a very special place in my heart. That is amazing. I, um, yeah, boss Beauty's um, was one, another one that I really like. I just love like when I, I love that when world of women took off. You know, for all of the, you know, classic investor, you know, uh, lemmings following along, like all the projects that got to rise, but I thought it was wonderful. Right. And, 
You know, I see too many people like, should we say women led? And I, I tweeted this the other day. I was like, that seems like a great attribute. Like if I was looking for an attribute to stand apart with. And so like, I prefer it because it helps me find things that I want to invest in faster. Totally. Right? Um, so I, I wouldn't be shy about it. But the the last question, uh, as we run up on time, Rachel from XDAO actually had it. Um, and she, she sort of, uh, I wrote it down as this, uh, the ownership economy sort of pretends to like rebalance the scales, right? Between like the creator side, the audience side. But how do we compensate, compensate people fairly and equitably? And I guess like, as you, as we said many times, we're early, but are you seeing any trends or models that you think are good or helpful for people to think about, you know what, we, you, there's a wonderful moderation community, for example, inside of like Hug. Are they paid? Are they paid in, in kind? Are they paid, you know, yeah. and there's a lot of bias and privilege built into like being able to only work for, for one thing or another. So I'm just kind of okay. curious. How do you see this evolving or where do you see it now um, or anything that excites you about what's coming next in that arena? Yeah, it's such a great question. And um, so we, I mean, at Hug, all of our mods are paid like in fiat currency. Um, but that's not that's not the case for a lot of communities. Um, and so it's interesting because on one hand, I, I see both perspectives. I see the perspective of the startup that is... Um, you know, they don't have any capital. The reason they're launching an NFT collection is so that they can get capital to build. And so um, I understand why a lot of collections promise, you know, uh, NFTs or promise uh, tokens um, for, for early work because that's what they have. They don't, they don't have money. On the other hand, um, the that rewards people, like you said, who have enough income to be able to work for free and take those risks. I also think like even a lot of the, the platforms like Discord, for example, rewards people who are there first and fast and on there all the time. Um, a lot of the mints, the, of the way the mints work is it's like we're, we're minting right. at 1 p.m. Eastern until we sell out. And like that. Uh, is really biased against people who are on other time zones, who have jobs. Um, so like even for our Mint, we were like, we are giving a week to Mint. Um, there is no running out, like anyone who's on our, our list Mints in that week. So if you're on vacation, if you're like have COVID, like it's okay, you're, you're not gonna miss the minting window. Um, but a lot of projects reward fast, grinding always there. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's one thing that Hug is really trying to fight against. I'm sure there's a million things that we can do better that we're, you know, going to learn and uncover as we go. But um, I, I definitely believe that people should get compensated for their work. Um, and it's, uh, I, I hope that more projects start to consider inclusion in the equation as they're building their projects. I also hope there's another extension of the the enterprise that includes that job board because I think there's so many we need more visibility in the people who can do these things, right? Yes. Yes. So so come into the hug discord and help us build the job board. That's will, that's, that's our project because I will, that's all right, all right. I will see you there. We will yeah, do it. The community is super requesting that definitely. So oh, interesting. Right here. Well, you. Deb was already like uh cuz I chat with Deb, she's like, "Oh, cuz I told her we're looking for some help potentially too." And she was like, "Oh, I have like people in the community." And I was like, "Oh, cool." 
and I didn't understand how to get to that yet. So I'll find it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we can, we, we can, we can help, we can help with your community or we could build it inside ours, whatever, whatever works best. But, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's definitely a push pull and, uh, um, I hope we we find a happy medium that doesn't price new entrepreneurs out, you know, that doesn't make it so that you can only launch a project if you have hundreds of thousands of dollars from day one. Um, But I also don't want a world where you have to already be well off in order to participate in Web3. Cool. Uh, So, Randy, final question for me is let's talk more high level in terms of the creator economy, because you've been everywhere in this space. We talked about Facebook Live, right? That was probably the early days of what we now consider the creator economy, right? With, not with YouTube. And in that 10, 20 some years, odd years since then, you've had your hand in so many creative uh, projects. You've seen people build technologies. Where we are right now with, you know, this great resignation, if you so, if you believe in that, or which is actually, actually pretty true, um, then you look at uh, the rise of uh, you know creators on Patreon, Discord, NFTs, Web threes, and everything like that. What are your thoughts on where the space is going, and is it is it more is it more than Web three and NFTs? Mm. Yes, I think it's far more than Web three and NFTs. Um, I also think that, you know, I think people don't understand how much hard work goes into being a creator. Um, uh, There's a lot of unrealistic expectations that I'm seeing in Web3 where they're saying they're like, oh, well, that team raised four million dollars in a day. But but no, that's not really true. That team did it because they worked their asses off for 15 years, like in their career, building those skill sets. And so like they, the right skills were in place at the right time to do that. And so I see a lot of like unrealistic expectations of people being like, well, I made a picture. I did this. Like, why is no one buying my art? Why? Why is this not happening? I think um we just have to shift the mindset like behind every appearance of an overnight success creator is someone who took 15 years to become an overnight success. Um, And uh, that's, I think once people appreciate that a little more, that can unlock uh, so much more in this creator economy. Cool. Uh, Well, Randy, thank you so very much for joining Greg and I on the Creative Economy podcast. It's been wonderful catching up with you. Uh, for everyone that's listening or watching, if you want to participate or be a part of Hug, uh, you can check out the website, thehug.xyz. Uh, I know that the at the time when we're recording uh, this podcast, the Accelerator uh, application deadline was on April 30th, but you can go find out more about the Accelerator and hopefully there'll be future classes. Yes, we that. open up cohorts every every month or two. Gotcha. Okay, good. That's great to know. Greg's writing it down in addition to him. And, and Greg, Greg holds a magic ticket to get people an interview because he has the Hedgehog NFT, which uh, means that he can sponsor anyone to get an interview for our Hedgehog program. So anyone who's listening, like he's holding closed. the, the magic, <laughs> magic ticket, the magic ticket to get you an interview. 
for those that are that haven't been watching this um it, it, earlier on when when greg joined the show i noticed i'm like wait that's what he's wearing looks very familiar and then i looked at the hug website he matches the hug website and, and his yeah. shirt is like the color scheme there he's so he's our new he's he's our new spoke and now he has the matching space hug so he is legitimately like our new spokesperson <laughs> <laughs> You dress to impress for the job that you want. Isn't that correct? So, right. You know, um, well, you know, I don't know why everyone thinks this creator economy stuff so hard. I just show up here and the show appears everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, there's no work behind the scenes to be done. No work. And we just be paying hugs, you know. <laughs> you know, as somebody that's covered tech, I'm like, what is this whole, everyone's complaining about work. I'm like, wait a second. This is. We have two totally different perspectives here, Greg. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're showing up and you're like, oh, it's easy. I'm like, um, yeah, have you not seen the stack of stuff that's behind me? Yeah. Well, I love Brandy, it. I, will, I just want to say thank you. It has been just great to meet you in person finally. Like I've, I've been to like so many of the spaces and listened to them after the fact. And uh, it's just great to meet like truly authentic people who are passionate about uh, this stuff and this work. So thank, thank you for joining you. us. Likewise, thank thanks for such a fun, a fun hour. I loved it. Oh my God, it was so amazing. Uh, and hopefully we can have you back to talk more, maybe have you on after the, the class, grad, your first accelerator class graduates and other stuff that you're working on in the Web3 NFT or creator kind of space. Um, and, but we'll be in touch. Uh, for Would love that. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, thanks everyone. Bye-bye. All right. Cool. Well, oh. Oh, oh you're right. back. Thanks. Anything um you, anything you need me to do to upload? Oh, hold on one second. We're still just gonna wrap up real quick. Oh. Greg's, Greg's fussing with these controls here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed to touch things. Yeah, pretty much, Greg. You just show up and that's it, right? That's that's all you gotta look pretty. Uh so thanks everyone for joining us on an episode uh for a great episode of the Creator Economy Podcast. We'll have more. Uh, for you later on, be sure to like and subscribe us on YouTube and check us out on everywhere you can list your podcast. Uh, also, if you want to be a guest, check it out at createdeconomy.com slash guest list. And that'll wrap it up for this episode. And we will talk to you all later on. Have a great one, everyone. Bye.